Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Now, I was just saying that it's a wonder that... Uh, the Most High did not kill every nigga walking the earth. And you were about to say what, brother? <laughs> no, I said, uh, I was going to say, uh, you know, when you think about it, uh, you know, old Negro spiritual, what manner of love is this? <sighs> because you know, because you know, if it, if it was you, you'd have pulled the trigger. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> you know you would have did it. <laughs> you don't want me in your um, your electric chair room because I'm going to pull the pull the switch before you even before get started. <laughs> and I'm going to try and get some extensions and connect them to the rest of the Negroes on the service. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But yeah, man. Anyhow, yeah. because it's, it's just the two of us, this is recording, but I can always edit this off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, anyhow, uh, man. The, 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 well, let me start. Uh, peace and blessings. I'm Brother Priest. This is come out of her, my people. Today is March 7th, 2017. And um, topic, all punishments from God are justifiable. Floor is yours, brother. Salam. Thank you for that. All punishments from God are justifiable. Man, that's a that's like trying to boil the ocean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> man. Because our, our our people, you know, it's, it's it's like they they just don't get it. They just don't get it. It's like you do everything you can to you know try to manifest the most high to your actions and your conduct and how you deal with them, and it's like they could care. Less, they could care less. I think it's most most important. You know, when you when you're dealing with a a topic like this, you know, there's so many different directions you can go in. But um, you know, if we look at life through the lens of law versus uh, the lens of, uh, you know, emotion and ignorance. The only conclusions that the rational-minded could could ever come to is 
one, you know, if you're dealing with a punishment, particularly particularly when uh, it's it, it it is affecting your natural life circumstance, you you got to comprehend that that is the mechanism of karma at work, and particularly you know a lot of times you know in trying to reason with that myself, you know I'm, I'm you know before I, before I was you know, as aware as I am now, you know, I operated from a paradigm where uh, I didn't really comprehend that you as being the future of your forefather, you know, you're, you, you had forefathers and we're you know the them you know we are those people um just a future version of those people um you know the the blood can actually carry the uh obligation to atone so a lot of times people will say well you know i can't be held uh, responsible for what my forefathers did and that is not true <laughs> you know that is is you know it's written that's written in nature you know i mean that's the the reason why you can even have um a situation that you know has occurred with our people on this land i mean 400 years in bond servitude and you know all of the curses all of the you know madness you know that we've gone going through on this descent um you know from you know, being a people on on public records to essentially being the property of um, those that actually know how to conduct themselves properly in commerce and having to, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, just just survive. Um, you know, I think the, the reason why we really have gone through this and going through it to the extent that we have is because, you know, when it was time for for us to come out of this and for the most high to, you know, unveil to us who we are and what we must do. I think that at that point, we, you know, as we are now, um, so disgusted with where we've fallen to and, and, and how we're operating, you know, it's like if we ever get the opportunity to come out of this, um, you know, we're, we're going to do it, and, you know, the incentive is is to, you know, really stop the, you know, stop the bloodshed, you know, stop the slaughtering, um, you know, and understand that, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't our enemies that have done this. The, en- the enemy is just a means to an end. You know, that's just, you know, like I said before, that's just a rod of correction, <laughs> you know, on on our tails, uh, so to speak. So the root of all of it is the fact that you know we we willfully chose over and over and over and over again to violate you know our constitution. And so the thing is, is you know you enter you enter into a covenant uh, with the Most High. You know the Most High. You know he doesn't breach. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But you breach, 
and you actually think that, like, I'll give you a good example because I've said this before. It, it's basically like you going into court, you know, and you're being arraigned on some charges, and you, you get in front of the judge, and you start shucking and jiving, and you're like, well, judge, you know, uh, I know I did this, but um, this is how you should sit in. You that is insane. You don't you can't go into a court and tell a judge how he is actually supposed to um, you know carry out the judgment. The, you have a choice when it's time to make the decision between doing what is righteous and doing what is wicked, doing what is right and doing what's wrong. After that, it's no more choice. You know what I'm saying? After that, you know the those the wheels of karma are in motion, and you know that that's a mechanism that is infallible. So, I'll yield with that, brother. That's a very good point. And overall, in thinking about this, all punishments from God are justifiable as heinous and as horrid as some of the things have been that we've gone through. you got to think about this. We can't, it's like what you were saying, in a sense, we can't determine how the judgment is carried out upon us. And most certainly, common sense should tell you you're not supposed to like the punishment. You're supposed to dislike it or perhaps even hate it. That's the whole point. Because that is what makes you, or it's supposed to anyway, stop Think, look at how you got to this place that you're in today and correct it. Reflect upon what you did to get yourself there and tell yourself, man, if I had not been doing such and such and such and such, I probably would not have ended up in this condition. That's the very point. But when you have people that consistently blame shift, duck and dodge responsibility and accountability, and do everything under the sun except for simply admit that you are wrong, you're going to have this. But what's even worse is that these minds of our people have taken it to such a high degree of idolatry that one, they've they've made it seem as though only a miracle coming out of the clouds can change your circumstances. And then two, like they have no responsibility to do anything to correct themselves and their daily life affairs 
in how they deal with government. This makes no sense to me. How you do, like, it's like, look, if you know there's a crack house down the street, you're not going to hang out there. It's simple as that, essentially, meaning I'm not going to go over there and hang out. So I know what they're doing over there. I don't agree with it. I'm not going to go down there and hang out. Well, if you don't agree with what this government is doing, that's like you live on the same land as, as do they. But you don't have to conduct yourself in the same manner as do they. But you also do not have to conduct your business in the same manner as do they. So you can separate yourself. And it's just like these wicked drug abusers are down the street from you on another block. Or you're over here on your own street, but you're all in the same city or on the same land. I don't know if that made sense, brother, but floor is yours. <laughs> brother, it makes perfect sense. He said that, and I thought about my mother, the way she used to cor- correct our behavior. You know, when I was growing up, I have, a, I have a sister that's like a year younger than me. And, uh, you know, she always would say that, you know, it's very... <laughs> It's very easy because, you know, it was a house full of kids. So it's very easy when something, you know, gets broken or something is wrong. You know, you only got two options as far as ascertaining who did it. But, you know, sometimes, you know, in growing up, you know, we were, you know, rascals and incorrigible. And, you know, we, you know, we acted out until it was time to, uh, you know, receive that, that punishment. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, I took licks because, um, you know, my sister just wouldn't tell the truth, <laughs> you know. And so I'm like, man, mama, I didn't do it. And she's and she like, well, mama, uh, I didn't do it either. And so, you know, she get both of us, you know. And the thing is, is uh, I'll be like, mama, why are you doing this? You know, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And she would say, well, it's a shame that the good has to suffer with the bad. You know, that was always, <laughs> that was always her uh you know, her response to that. And the thing is, is that, you know, now, you know, understanding what, you know, is in front of us, um, you know, we don't have to settle for that. You know, I'm telling you, I, you know, I don't settle for it. And, you know, as a body of people, we don't have to settle for that. We have the ability, not only that, we have the, we have the obligation, we have the charge, we got the duty to make a separation, you know. The thing is, is that, you know, we can't continue to, you know, make the same choices that we're making from a standpoint of um, operating under the status of uh, taxpayer bond servant slaves. Um, and the reason for that is, is that, you know, we've, we've gone through 400 years of bond servitude. You know, we've, um, you know, served our time. You know, now it's time for us to you know, get out here, uh, grow up, and erect government. You know, we got to make a separation. I mean, even even from a standpoint of, of of our people, because there's a separation that even needs to occur within our people. You know, those that want to, um, you know, put off the idolatries and make it a, a priority uh, to continue to you know, move forward uh, and, and associate ourselves 
you know, for the purposes of conducting commerce and, and realigning ourselves back to, you know, really what is our only, you know, at this point, it's, it's really our only remedy. And, you know, something else I want to say about this, too. Um, you know, a lot of times we we sort of get caught up in what I would what I would call every third page, you know, and, and I'm going to explain what that is. There was a movie, oh, man, and I forget the name of it, but it starred Johnny Depp, um, and it's maybe about 15 years old. And in this movie, basically, um, the the Shaitan had uh, he had a book, right? And to to uh, keep it from being discerned by one person, basically, like to distribute power took every third page and put it in his own book and scattered them. And so uh, what this guy was doing was going out and he was, um, you know, trying to recover these relics to put everything together so they could, you know, conjure. It was a, it was a horror movie, right? And mm-hmm. I'm saying that to say that from, that from that perspective, understand that the whole of that book was actually his truth, right? And if you got a copy of either one of those books, you got a slice of it, but you didn't get it in totality. You didn't get it, uh, you know, in a in a holy fashion until all three of that came together. So even in our, um, you know, our our interests and our studies, you know, you got a lot of our people that are waking up. You know, a lot of people are, uh, you know, said conscious and they're looking for answers. You know, they're looking to, uh, you know, make sense out of, you know, what what's occurring, you know, what's going on, you know, in the world. And, and you know, a lot of times, you know, you just got real simple questions about where, where do I fit in? And so I see people, you know, they're trying to answer those questions through the religions. They're trying to do it through Christianity. They're trying to do it through, you know, some of the, uh, you know, the Eastern uh, ideologies, you know, as far as, uh, you know, Hinduism, Buddhism, things of that nature, you know, all of these are perceived by, um, you know, those that are, you know, really outside of the Hebrew faith. Um, they're, all of these things are really perceived as spiritual paths. Well, what I would like to, uh, you know, bring to the people and, uh, you know, make mention of, you know, make the folks aware of is that law is a spiritual path as well. And I would say that when you actually start to study law, you get the whole book. You're not dealing with a particular doctrine or a particular uh, slant or uh, point of view. When you learn how to um, read, write, you know, and speak law, you know, particularly the Mosaic law, you know, our, our Constitution, which is summed up as, you know, 613 law, statutes, and commandments, you're going to see that at the end of the day, becoming competent in that through study, through instruction, and through actual practice, that is your remedy. That, that, is, a, that is the remedy. That is what is going to um, allow us to be able to uh, push forward and to be able to, you know, really really break the yoke, you know, because, you know, we got to understand that, you know, you got a, you got a, a physical yoke on, 
But the thing is, is that there was a mental yoke in place first that allowed that physical yoke to ever be placed on you. And that mental yoke was the fact that, you know, our people wanted to run behind all of these, all of this foolishness, you know, all of these uh, idolatries. We want to go horn after other gods, you know, and things of that nature. And it destroys your psychology. It destroys your ability to actually relate to yourself and those that are um, outside of you. And you fall away from the very things that allow you to be able to maintain an identity. Like right now, we don't have an identity. We haven't had one for 400 years, and we're still sitting around arguing about what that is. At the end of the day, um, we know what that is. And, and, and we're at a place now where um, we really need to, you know, as we said yesterday, try to focus on uh, the commonalities. Uh, we need to try to focus on uh, mutual interests um, and mutual benefits. And I think if we can do that, um, you know, we can be, really begin to turn uh, the tide you know, as far as moving away from the things that got us into this condition and 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 really uh, draw the line and lay the foundation for this never, ever occurring again. You know, that's what's in front of us, brother. And I'll pass it back to you. Wow, yeah, man. And that put me in the mind of, have you seen that, um, I think it's, a documentary, When We Were Kings. Have you ever seen that about Muhammad Ali, Rumble in the Jungle? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute, but I definitely uh, remember watching that. It's a great documentary. Very, very great. Well, one thing stands out to me. I, I love Muhammad Ali. I love George Foreman. Muhammad Ali was a hero to me. He was like Superman to me, but after all of that, the one thing that stands out, and James Brown and B.B. King, I loved all of them, the one thing that stands out in their movie is Mobutu. And he was the leader or president of this African country, and they, he had rounded up like 200-something thousand criminals. Do you remember them saying that? And he put them to death. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> he said, you're not going to embarrass me with these people coming over here with these, you know, champions. Y'all not going to embarrass me. So just to put it into all of that and, and put it into any potential risk, how about this? How about I just put you to death? Now, <laughs> my point to it is, as harsh as Caucasian people have been on us. They have been really harsh. And I'm saying that they have gone overboard and they will pay. But you have to really put this into perspective and really say, okay, even with them going overboard, it was allowed by the Most High. There's no other way to accept it except for it was allowed. Now, I can say, when you are in a position of power and authority over 
someone else. You, as an individual, have a choice of how you're going to treat, excuse me, how you're going to treat those who you have authority over. Now, if you mistreat them, just taking advantage over the authority that you've been granted, you have a price to pay yourself. But if you justifiably punish them, then you escape any would-be karma because there is no developed karma for such individuals. Now, I'm going through something like that in my life now where there's someone, uh, people around me that really mistreat me. And I say to myself, if I had authority that I probably will have one day. Let's say I was sitting on the judge's bench or something like that. Would I remember how I was treated when you had some type of authority in my life? Will I retaliate against you? See, if you do something like that, you don't understand that you are perverting the whole judgment that the Most High has placed upon us. So although people mistreat us, it's turned on the cheek, meaning don't give it back to them. Don't mistreat them just because they mistreated you. That's not the point. So as harsh as we've been treated, we should know that they are not going to escape judgment upon them. But it's been in the permissible will of the Most High for such treatment to be done to us so that we can wake up and comprehend what are you doing under their authority in the first place. It's against nature for you to remain in that condition. And the anger that you feel, the strife, the despair that you feel, the oppression that you feel, doesn't always necessarily come directly from them. It's the fact that you're outside of nature and you really have a deep desire to get back to where you belong in self-government. I yield. Yes, Mama. I, I would totally agree. Um, today, I don't. I don't know if you really uh, follow uh, Solange, uh, Beyonce's sister. Uh, I do. I okay. Do. Okay. So, let me let me lay this on you. So, for about this last album that she she had, I mean, I don't really follow a lot of these younger artists um, just because I think. You know their their lyrics are 
uh, in many cases, like deplorable, and just the way that they present themselves um, is less than ladylike. It's, uh, you know, it, it doesn't pique my interest to really follow a lot of them, but uh, Solange has had this album out for, uh, I would say, maybe, I don't know, maybe about six months. I remember I I saw it, and I was like, you know, I've never listened to her music, but the way that this sister presented herself on this cover, you know, her, her hair's down. She basically has on no makeup, and she is just, it, it looks like she is completely within uh, nature. It looks like she's completely comfortable with herself without all of the the fraud of, you know, the makeup and things of that nature. It's almost like this sister saying, you know, I'm at peace. I mean, just, you know, she just looks like she's in, you know, she's under, she's under control. And so, about six months ago, I saw it, and I was like, you know, it was just so much going on, and I really didn't have a lot of time, you know, with my studies and everything, to just sit down and listen to albums. And I know that, you know, that may sound crazy, but, I mean, I'm constantly, uh, you know, trying to, you know, continue to, uh, you know, improve in my, uh, you know, in my, in my, improve my knowledge base. So today, you know, I finally uh, was doing some, like, uh, repetitive uh, things on the Job, and I got a chance to check this album out. And I got to say, this sister really impressed me. If anybody is listening to this and they get a chance to listen to uh, listen to her last album, uh, this latest one, um, please check it out. I mean, it, it was, you know, it was, it was a pleasure to listen to. And even uh, from the the first, even from the first uh, interlude uh, that's actually on the album, you know, I listened to it and I was like, did she just say that? So I had to go out and actually, I had to go out and actually pull up the lyrics. Um, and so when I went out and, and pulled up the lyrics, and I'm, and I'm actually going to, I'm going to do that now because I, I'm, it's a, there's a point I'm trying to make. So the the lyrics for the first, the, the name of the album is A Seat at the Table. <laughs> That's the name of the album, A Seat at the Table. And uh, the first uh, cutoff of it is, is Rise. And so the lyrics go, uh, fall in your ways so you can crumble. Fall in your ways so you can sleep at night. Fall in your ways so you can wake up and rise. Fall mm. in your ways so you can crumble. Fall in your ways so you can sleep at night. Fall in your ways so you can wake up and rise. Fall in your ways so you can crumble. Fall in your ways so you can sleep at night. Fall in your ways so you can wake up and rise. And then the final course is walk in your way so you won't crumble, so you won't crumble. Walk in your ways so you can sleep at night. Walk in your ways so you will wake up and rise. Now, brother, (laughs) brother, what does that sound like to you? (laughs) She knows something, brother. Oh, yeah. Everything that we're talking about. Exactly what we're talking about. 
exactly what we're talking about. And, I mean, the entire album is just filled with, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, when we when we fell, you know, we went into captivity. I mean, we we did that as a body of people. We did it uh, as a as a nation. Uh, we did it as, you know, for all intents and purposes, <laughs> a unit, you know. And the thing is, is that, you know, she has various snippets from artists that all have, ironically, they all have stories about, you know, how they've overcome and what they've had to deal with from, uh, you know, as a, as a result of, uh, you know, so-called, uh, you know, racism and things of that nature. And all of our people have the same story. All of our people have the same story. And like I said, that, that's, not, um, that's not uncommon, but the point is it seems as though the, the, this piece as far as, you know, not having uh, support, you know, not being able to, you know, have anybody in your corner that you could really confide in. It's this whole, you know, I'm the man, you know, and I, I just had to, you know, pick up and do it because, you know, nobody else would. You know, there's no, um, there's no synergy uh, there's no uh, camaraderie, and in many cases, you know, you have folks that they, they achieve a level of, uh, you know, they get to a level of achievement, but it's, it's either difficult to maintain or, um, you know, it, 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 you can't maintain it because, again, you're dealing with, you're dealing with these trust issues. But the, the reason that I'm actually bringing this up is because I just feel like there is, uh, an awakening um, occurring within our people that is building. You know what I'm saying? It's it's almost like a it's building momentum. You know, it's almost like a, a snowball rolling downhill. It, it's the calm before the storm, and I really feel like it is um, it's the spirit of the ancestors. You know, our forefathers that are is being awakened in us. You know, we're 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 taking off. Um, you know, even from a standpoint of the facade and and how we present ourselves, we're shedding all of this uh, Roman, um, I would say this 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 Roman mindset of you know how you present yourself, how you conduct yourself. It's like the spirit of the forefathers is starting to shine through in our people, and I see it. You know, us returning to um, you know really. You know, it's almost like, you know, we got we got so far gone, but, uh, you know, nature wouldn't let us completely go off the cliff. And, and you know, the thing is, is as, as hard of a time as we've had on this land in particular, we got to understand as, as, as a body of people that it was still mercy. The fact that you can get out here and... Um, do 20 to 30 years in their prisons for things that, you know, in our own land, you'd have been put to death like 20 to 30 years ago. That's mercy. <laughs> it, it's a mercy just to be able to atone. You see what I'm saying? And the thing is, is that when you recognize that, it's like, how could you, it, 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 it's like this. When I was going through, you know, coming up as a, you know, as a, as a young rascal, um, you know, being mischievous and things of that nature, no, I didn't like correction. I was not feeling it. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I didn't understand why my parents would put me through that, that sort of thing. But as a, a man at my age, I look back on that night and I was like, you know what? They didn't check me enough. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And that, and mm. that is, that is what, you know, that's what our people really, we really got to come to. I mean, for all of this, for all of this, we're not thrown away. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we, we still, um, you know, sing in spite of, we still dance in spite of, you know, we still are, you know, believe it or not, we're probably like one of the most caring bodies of people in the world. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, we'll buy from everybody, even though people ain't buying from us. You know what I'm saying? And that ain't right karmically. You know, it's supposed to be, <laughs> they're supposed to be an exchange. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, the scriptures told us that, you know, if we didn't do what we were supposed to do, you know, this is what was was going to be the result, you know. But, you know, again, the, the thing is, is that we got to understand that, you know, our whole purpose, <laughs> our whole purpose in for, for even being brought out of Egypt, you know, is to bring balance to the force, so to speak. And there, there's a... Uh, you know, there's just a a compulsion, um, and there's just a uh, attraction that is a part of our makeup that is pulling us back into alignment uh, with nature. You know, and um, you know we're a tribal people first and foremost. Uh, we're going to get back to that. We got to really, you know, understand that. Um, the whole purpose of us even getting to this place is because we got out of nature. And like I said, slowly but surely, you know, intuitively we're coming back to it. But now, um, you know, we have the, uh, it's like a $6 million man. It's like, you know, we have the, we have the tools to rebuild him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'll <laughs> say, uh, you know, we got the tools to rebuild this temple, you know, and, and we just need a, uh, and we just need some folks to come in and bring their brick. So I'll pass it back to you, brother. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Bring your bricks, brothers and sisters, and help us continue to build. And it's like something that is on my mind listening to you. Really, it's nobody else's fault for our punishment. We are not supposed to like how we're treated. But we're all supposed to, we're not we're not supposed to hate people that are foreign to us just because they're foreign to us. Just because they have a different skin color, they're a different nation, they're a different creed or said religion. We're not supposed to hate them just because of that. And we're not supposed to shift the blame onto them for what we've been punished and how we've been punished. And even so, when you are really looking at this through the spiritual eye, you got to understand how difficult it is to have been treated like we've been treated and to still not hate. I'm saying not to hate, not to be in love with your oppressors, 
not to be in love with your enemies. But you don't have to hate them just because the Most High God Almighty placed us under punishment under their um, their overseeing. And it's unfortunate that we've made this, a lot of our people anyway, have made this a racial matter. So it's like they're trying to be slick about it. Even in the garden, in how the people really indirectly blame the Most High God and are angry with the Most High. What do I mean? Adam is in the garden. Most High comes in. Adam puts the leaf on. Who told you you were naked? It was your fault, God. It was that woman you gave me. (laughs) So Adam was direct about it. It's your fault, God. You shouldn't have gave that woman to me. I just thought about something. Side note, when I was in college, and I was in college with uh, one of these actors that's on uh, The Empire now, Morocco Omari. He was a close friend, and he was um, my roommate. But anyhow, these other guys, he was from Chicago, I'm from Detroit, but these other guys that were from Detroit, I mean, excuse me, from Chicago, and a whole bunch of other people, they all knew me. Now, I'm 17, 18 years old at that time, and I was still basically the same as I am today. So they all knew me as this Bible guy, you know, always reading the Bible. So they would be in their room smoking weed. If God didn't want us to smoke it, why he put it there? <laughs> and then it's not my fault that I'm smoking it. God, God should have just not put it there. So it's like indirectly blaming the Most High or directly blaming the Most High for our enslavement based upon the fact that we did wrong, we consciously do wrong, and when we get the punishment for it, nobody likes to be punished. Nobody likes to go through that. But you have to realize that you have to rise above it. In prisons, they give you time served for good behavior. Well, what is the design of prison in nature? It's the same thing. You get time served for good behavior if you sincerely reflect, sincerely repent, and change your uh, wicked ways and realize that that spiritual bondage of commercial enslavement was equivalent to a prison for the purpose of self-reflection for the purpose of self-realization as to what got you there and self-correction. To not blame others. Don't blame the correctional officer because you got out of line and he took the billy club to you. Now, you say that all of this stuff is unjustifiable. I'm saying that there's nothing that is a punishment from the most high, it is unjustifiable. 
Brother Lynn, I'll pass it to you, and you can close us out. Thank you. Uh, so, in closing, there's a you know I always I always have to drop uh, you know these uh, social cues about things and pop culture that actually, uh, in a creative way, sort of support some of the things that we bring uh, to the listeners uh, on a regular basis. And there's this one movie, uh, The Sorcerer and the White Snake. You ever get a chance, anybody, if you ever get a chance to watch this film, it basically talks about what the brother just shared as far as what the purpose of a prison actually is. <laughs> I mean, in a in a very creative way, it'll keep your attention and, you know, it, it'll actually, I think, help to drive that point home that the prison is really like, it's really like, you know, your time on the bench, <laughs> you know, because you're in the game and, you know, you're double dribbling and, you know, you shooting rips and, and uh, you know, all over people back while they're trying to get the rebound. And they're like, look, man, hey, take a time out. You know, the most sides of the head coach, you sitting on the end of the bench, you know, trying to figure out or trying to learn and reflect on, okay, you know, when I get back out here, um, I got to, got to do it in a different way. You know, I got to conduct myself differently because this is not helping my stat line, you know? So, you know, I'll, I'll say that, uh, you know, I'll say that for our people, um, you know, again, this is, you know, it, it's, a, it's a competency hearing. You know, it, it, it shows whether or not you're ready to transcend to the next level or, you know, if you have to stay at the same level to continue to be reproved because, you know, one thing about it is, you know, the most high is sound, the most high is just, and you can you can trust and believe you're never going to be promoted if you can't get out here and pass a competency hearing that simply involves something uh, such as taking accountability, you know, objectively looking at, you know, why you're in the condition that you're in, taking um, accountability, and and not and not really even focusing on the fact that these people, you know, they they really they they really went uh, out of bounds, you know, in dealing with us. That that is a fact. You know, that's undeniable. And the reason why you know it's undeniable because a lot of their descendants, they they don't even want to touch that. You know, they do everything they can to try to separate themselves from from the fact that, uh, you know, these people essentially, their their forefathers, they come from a stock of people that were so uh, lustful after uh Things such as uh, commercial dominance, you know, as well as, you know, really in my case, and well, I won't say in my case, but really in my uh, estimation, um, not wanting to, they, they basically went about creating debts in nature. They created debts in nature and how they dealt with us. They created debts in nature as far as how, how they dealt with, um, you know, other people uh, commercially, because you're really not trying to to give value for value. You know, what you're trying to do 
is you create a debt and then you're trying to pass it off on someone else. You know, and it's the same thing that's really occurring, um, you know, still in, in the United States from the standpoint of uh, the, the national debt. You know, they're, they're, they're not trying to pay that off. You know, one of the main, major reasons why you see so much going on um, with, with uh, you know, the immigration policies is that, you know, Trump is getting so much pushback because he doesn't comprehend the fact that uh, you're blocking what actually makes this economy continue to grow and expand. They got to continue to bond people. They bond people through pulling them in. You know, and so the thing is, is um, in in what he's doing, you know, he's actually prohibiting their ability to be able to continue to pass that buck. You know, but eventually, the the debt the debt is going to come due. You know, it's going to uh, get to a place to where, you know, as uh, Kim Jong Un said, said last year, I believe, it's time to settle all debts. Well, you know, the most high, the most high, um, you know, is, is, is going to enforce that, you know, the same, the same way it was enforced on us, you know. So, you know, instead of, um, you know, continuing to walk around and feign ignorance on what got us to this place, you know, it, it, it's time for us to really do some serious soul searching and take a, a hard look at what is recorded regarded, regarding how we got here, why we got here, and recognize that, you know, the, the, the oppressor at this point is conducting themselves, you know, even worse than that. So if the Most High cast us into this condition for what we did, and he loves us, you know what I'm saying, and he has an obligation to us, he has a covenant with us, what do you think is going to happen to them? (laughs) I mean, this is, uh, I mean, it's it's serious. You know, it's serious. Um, We have to be, we have to prepare ourselves, and we have to be in a position so when the reins of rulership uh, change hands, we're in a position to return to what we were, you know, and the only thing that's going to prepare us for that is, you know, constant study and preparation and improvement um, and, you know, getting back to a place to where uh, we can be, you know, as a, as a sister Salon says, we can, uh, you know, actually have a seat at the table. So, I could talk a lot more, brother, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, and, and pass it uh, back to you. Uh, thanks for uh, allowing me to speak. Are you? Praise the Lord, brother. You you sparked something that I want to say this on the record. Um, killing them with kindness would be another topic. When you were talking about how they didn't, they don't want to pay back the um, the deficit and if you really understand why they don't, then it hit me when you were saying that, that that's all the reason why we need to take over our own debt affairs 
discharging them properly. And in that manner, what it will do as a residual effect is place the responsibility for their own debts back on them. And ultimately, if you and I began to solve the national deficit problem for ourselves, that's probably the most scariest thing for them because you, you, you better hear what I'm saying. When you discharge debt from yourself, you displace it back onto the one who created it. So what they did was they borrowed from international bankers and other various sources, and they pledged the debt to the taxpayer slash bond servant slash slave. So they gave you the responsibility for paying back their creditors. But what happens when you take that responsibility off of yourself? That's kindness because you're not doing it in a aggressive or warlike manner. So you take it, put it back on them, and now they have to deal with it. And what did you do? You freed yourself by eliminating the national deficit. Is that making sense, brother? <laughs> oh, brother, brother, it makes perfect sense. And the thing is, is, um, you know, really, <laughs> the the self-improvement, and the, I would say the stripping away of the things that um, don't matter, you know, that, that really has to be a part of this as well because, you know, I've seen uh, various accounts, you know, these sovereigns getting out here and, you know, they start, uh, you know, playing around with uh, negotiable instruments and they want to do things like go out and purchase $90,000 cars and, and things of that nature. You know, it's just, um, you know, the the individual still operating as uh, the, the property of its shareholders. You know, they, they got you programmed um, to be egotistical and to chase after what they deem as success as a, a, a horse, a prize horse, or chase after a carrot. You know, and the thing is, is, um, the thing is, is that uh, that does nothing to really get you to a place to 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 see, you know, how you become enslaved by these improper desires. You know, because at the end of the day, none of that stuff's yours. You know, slaves slaves can't slaves can't own property; they can only possess it. You know, whatever the whatever the slave um, acquires, that's really uh, the property of the master. And if you don't believe that, you know, stop making payments on those houses, stop making payments on those cars, and you're gonna find out who actually owns that stuff. You know, at the end of the day, uh, the scriptures say that um, he who was freed by me, um, or he who was freed by the Lord, is free indeed. You know, so I ask the listeners out there, do you know what a deed is? If you don't, you're you're, you're missing the point of this. So, 
one one thing that I also want to say is is for uh, anyone that um, anyone that is interested in learning more about uh, you know us you know come out of uh, her my people uh, tribes of the Aboriginal nations please check us out at www.templeofthemosthigh.com or www.tribesofaboriginalnations.com. Praise the Lord. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.